So this is second session recording, test session number two, I guess. And um, we are still in the city of Tanhang playing a Seamus version of Call of Cthulhu. And well, guys, why don't you introduce yourselves and your characters? That. God damn it, you were going to call on me first. I was pulling up the character sheet to remind myself. <laughs> um, I'm going to get my own damn name wrong, and I know it. Pass. There, I would like to pass. Give me a second, and I will, I will be the guy. It's Cluster. Cluster, Cluster Benson. Cluster Benson. I can, I, am a... I can give you some time there if you want. Uh, I play Sam York. Second cousin to Alvin York, who is a 30-year-old veteran that likes to romp around countryside and hunt and fish and shoot things and occasionally play the piano. Or the banjo or the fiddle. That's him. And he owns a club? He do. A little getaway. I've totally forgotten where it's located, but I do own one. It's yeah, next I don't, water. I don't remember what city it was in either. That's what, uh, it's in Peru, but it's in... Isn't it? Is in Peru? No, it's because we left Peru. Where do we end up parking that? Let me look at my notes. I got my supplies from Peru. That was a good campaign. All right, JJ, can you buy some time for both Ian and Nat? Uh, okay. I play Sir Reginald Whiteley. Uh, Reggie. Yes. The Baronet of Wickwar, who uh, is a cavalry officer. Missed out on World War One, but by golly, we're going to have a doozy now. But he works at the bookshop. Is sort of a spy, and uh, currently in, uh, undercover in China as a hapless American missionary who may have been blackmailed to find somebody. And right now we're in mid January of 1941. I wouldn't give up so soon, JJ. I think cavalry is going to be huge in World War II. I don't know. Giant. After Dunkirk failed, it might not be the best place to be. All right, so was it the was it a good place before Dunkirk <laughs> failed? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they might the have been able to swim better than around. The... I think the horses would get all scared. Okay, um, so Nat, you had enough time. Yep. Cluster Benton, I am what might be considered a fixer in China. I have contacts, legitimate business contacts and otherwise. And, uh, yeah, I also uh, am a passable pilot. And uh, I serve to act as an envoy to the locals. You have the most badass plane. I'm sorry, no, the most badass looking plane. The arm lopper. <laughs> the the Beng Hao bitch. Beng Zhu bitch, I think it was. Um, I'd have to look at the map again. Yep. But yeah, I love the plane. So yeah, so you all, uh, Reggie, just as a general kind of recap, uh, as part of your work to fight evil Nazi wizards and various uh, Lovecraftian threats to the world, uh, found out about a 
a fellow who was on an expedition to Antarctica who disappeared, who apparently was spotted by the Japanese uh, Kempai Tei secret police in western China, in a city or uh, out on the Silk Road kind of area of the Gobi Desert called Ten Hang. And Ten Huang. And uh, you all, you've been leading an expedition, a covert expedition, with a few other, you know, people who currently are busy because they're not, their players aren't here tonight, um, and have traveled through occupied China in the middle of the Sino-Japanese War, and now have reached out to the uh, desertly land, and have made contact with uh, Timur who is one of uh, Cluster's contacts way out here. Possibly his only contact in this part of uh, Western China. Um, and Timur Stepno Stepanovich Repin. And you know that uh, Timur is uh, was a veteran of the Great War. Um Fought in the Eastern Front, then fought in the Civil War on the side of the Whites. And somehow or another ended up here uh, in China. And has been uh, building up quite a uh, an operation. Um, and so you all arrived in T uh, Ten Huang last session. Uh, came into town. Bought a Mongolian pony. Um made contact with Timur, gave him a download, and then basically, while maintaining cover, described the, uh, described the fellow you're looking for. Uh, this Miles, uh, Patrick Miles character. And you got a hot lead. Basically, what, after doing some asking around, Timur was able to find out that, uh, the guy meet matching that description who just showed up in town one day um about six months ago um wearing like you know like a parka and just looking like long beard and uh frazzled um and came in and um began spending gold nuggets mm. as he uh, got really, really drunk in town and then um, was seen in the area, specifically to an area to the south southeast of the city. Um, occasionally coming into town to buy supplies and more alcohol. Uh, but he was down in this area, which is known as uh, uh, Da Chuan, which is a, a valley. A, uh, a valley... Uh, that is, does anybody here know anything about Chinese history, archaeology, or anything of that nature? All right. So, you, yeah, basically told you there's some old ruins down there in the Da, uh, da Chuan Valley. And nobody really goes down there too much. And anyway, after drinking quite a, doing a bunch of day drinking... Um, Cluster crashed out, 
And I think we called it at the end of the session at that point. Anybody? Yeah. Wanted... That was my recollection, but, you know, I had drank quite a bit by that point, so. And I think probably we were talking about you guys got roast pork while you're there, and this is really is the, the sort of the boundary line between, you know, the pork and the lamb parts of the world. Um, and you do see quite a mix here of, like, Chinese culture as well as, you know, Turkmenistan Islamic cultures. Um but then also you have a mix of expat Russians and uh, Tibetan and Indian uh, cultures as well. It's definitely like a crossroads. Mm. And it's cold. It is so bitterly cold here. Because Vodka, fried rice, and shawarma? Yeah. Sign me up. That's heaven. Nobody actually speaking Arabic, though. It's all... No. Turkmen dialect. Yeah. Mongolian. Well, um, at some point, we'll need to head south. Go to this valley. Might as well take shifts, let Nat sleep after flying all night. <laughs> flying all night that that that's why i'm asleep our was... pilot is just a little exhausted <laughs> i was i was busy i was making deals i was i was you know making introductions and taking care of business i wonder if there's any water near this valley uh actually the valley is, has um it's a river valley. There's a there's a small river called the um, uh, uh, um, Oh, I'm sorry. The name of the valley is the Chian Fudong, and then the river that runs through it is called the Dachuan. My mistake. So yeah, so it um, actually has trees and things, which otherwise this area is like sand dunes as far as the eye can see. So it's a little bit like an oasis. Okay. Interesting. But it might be worth trying to go and fly there instead of taking a horse caravan. Well, it's about 15 miles, and you probably can't land the plane there. Okay. All right. Well, we can just leave um, play. Uh, and you also have George. You have George and Kirk, George and Adesh. Poppy. Yeah, Poppy, Poppy and Adesh. Poppy, George, and Adesh are your three yeah. silent companions. Well, they can they can guard the plane. Yep. I can I can arrange horses and uh, such. If anything happens to the plane, you guys have a long walk back. Very. Very long. Um, I'm wondering if it's worth putting our heads out into the city and exploring, or if we want to try and keep a low profile. I almost feel like everybody that we would worry about knowing we're here already has representatives who are sitting there glaring at us. <laughs> Like, 
there were there were three groups that you would pop that you had pegged, right? Yeah, Damn. there there were three groups. One of them that sent people out from the bar, <clears throat> so they definitely were letting other people know that we're there. I wonder which ones are working for the Japanese, if not all of them. I, I wonder. I really wonder what the power structure is here. Good question. Yeah. Hmm. So, do you want to go out and explore the city, discover things, make arrangements, or do you want to just like fast forward till, you know, whenever your pilot wakes up? I think maybe go out into the city, but I think I'd like Sam. Uh, well, darn it. We don't want to leave our pilot unguarded and drunk. I think actually last time you said you brought Poppy to town. Ah, okay. So, so I think George and Adesh are probably with the plane, and then Poppy's here with you guys. Also, point of note unconscious and drunk is when I am at my most dangerous. Well, I know. That's why we want Poppy there. So don't burn the end. <laughs> well, maybe Sam and I can go and explore the city. I mean, we could do it overnight. I'd rather it be safer to explore it during the day, I think, than at night. It is. It is during the day. Yeah. We, we were day drinking. Like, it was lunchtime when we passed out. When weather. Well, yeah, but only Nat was Nat was doing the drinking of three. Both you and Sam were specifically yeah. not drinking. Right. Well. Um. Yeah. Go explore. All right. Well, there's a map of the city on roll twenty. Where is the inn? The inn is probably about like there. Okay. Not too far from this big open square. Well, that sounds like the perfect place to start. Um. And uh, I can. I'm. I'm fully in my American preacher persona. Excellent. Kind of a little nervous. Kind of a little sheepish hiding something but i'm trying to hide that i'm hiding something uh, and i'm i'm just gonna play to gather attention where sam can then observe okay so you go out into the square which has got a large kind of like market stalls um maybe about half of it or so is livestock of various types. And then the other part is booze selling, you know, food and uh, small goods and things of that nature. Um, as you walk amongst the stalls, you can see that um, probably about three quarters of uh, the uh, um, livery being like, you know, traded here are camels. Uh, two hump dromedary ca Asian camels, and then only maybe like a quarter of it are actually like horses uh, or mules of uh, various equine nature. Uh, 
Um, and it, you know, it's midday. I have no idea what day of the week it is. You probably don't have an idea of what day of the week it is either. You may have lost track, but, um, there's like, you know, a healthy amount of trade going on. Cause it's like, you know, a little bit after lunchtime. Um, and yeah, things are being bought and sold. There's goods for sale. Uh, strange spices waft up on the air. Um, and occasionally you will see soldiers with, uh, the, uh, uh, red and blue flag of the Chinese Republic and rifles slung, kind of walking around, keeping an eye on things. Um, I really can't help myself. Um, is anybody selling books? Um, poking around, you can see that they are... Nobody's like, there's not like a single bookseller. Uh, but there are people that are, you know, kind of selling like more like, you know, flea markety style tables. And some of them have like, you know, books or, um, um, papers. You know, you know, um, I, I really just can't help religious art, religious icons and things like that as well. Yeah. I'm wearing all my desert gear wrong, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Um, I kind of envision just... you with like, you know, like the, the dog collar and then yeah. like just like a, a linen suit and like a white boater, just like totally standing. Oh out. God. Yeah. Okay. Except, except it's not summer, it's winter. So that would be insane. Yeah. But, but the thing that's supposed to protect you from the sandstorm is just all wrong. Okay. Um, and I can't help it. Say I'm like, and then I, I stutter for a second and then I start looking at this. Sam, what are you doing? Uh, I'm looking around and basically okay. just keeping an eye on things and seeing who's following us, if anyone is. Uh, if anybody looks alarmed, if it looks like they're going to rob us or bum rush us. The soldiers seem to care about us, that sort of thing. You know? Well, it's definitely, yeah, there's a lot of people moving around. Uh, so it's keeping your you know, danger sense highly active because it's just, it's a strange environment and people are crowding around and, um, you know, as he's looking at the, uh, poking around in kind of like odds and ends and, you know, um, books and things, um, you know, you see there's people cooking barbecue on big, you know, like steel plates and things like that. Um, and give me a awareness check, Sam, or whatever skill you have that would apply in this situation. Sure. That's a good question. Let us check. Investigation, police. Uh, that's one of my first careers. That is my first career. Um, so I would use that. And... I would also use club owner, but that's more for negotiation. So let me use uh, investigation police. I guess just attention to detail. What's that roll? Would that be a D6? D8? Uh, Alright, so you're kind of doing like the cop look, basically. Yeah. yeah. Watching for perps. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say that's a D8. Okay, I got a three, so 
And, uh, plus four. Oh, is it plus four? Okay. Yeah, it's your primary skill, dude. All right, plus four. I didn't put the plus four. Sorry. So it's a, yeah. it's a seven. That's a success. Cool. All right. So looking around, keep an eye on things and kind of like keeping sort of like shadowing JJ a little bit. Uh, you pick up on that uh, you all are being followed, uh, but not very expertly. Not terrible, but, you know. Uh, and as you kind of look around or, you know, I don't know how you want to play the situation, but you can definitely sense that there's a figure over there that has been kind of moving at the same pace as you all as JJ is moving up the aisle. And they seem to be keeping a, having a attention on you all. I'm going to keep an eye on it. Uh, and more if, if the if the distance between us changes, like they start getting closer, then it's a whole different situation. Okay. As I'm looking for books, I'm going to look for maps. Alright. Um... See if I can find us a good reasonably detailed map of the area. Do you have a skill that would apply toward map finding? Bookhound? Hmm. Yeah, probably not. I think I think the main issue is there. Yeah, you have a language barrier. Uh, well, I I'd speak Mandarin if there if there's enough Mandarin speakers. There's occasional Mandarin speakers, but this is pretty far from where it's the main language, like, you know, if, if you want to talk to the police or you want to talk to, like, an official, Mandarin would totally be the way to go. Um, okay. But talking to random, you know, sellers, it's a bit tougher. Not impossible, but a bit tougher. Um, okay. Mostly because, you know, it's more that they know some Mandarin and they can try to, like, you know, try to figure out your crazy accent. Um, yeah, I guess give me a bookhound roll. Um... But I want to say it's a D4. I think this is pretty tough. All right. Three. So, nope. Okay. All right. Yeah, All right. this is a, this is something that Nat could. But I'm just going to, I think at this point, like move our way back into the inn. And like having gotten a bit of a grasp of the fact that this isn't a Mandarin speaking city. I'll listen for Mandarin and not hear much. And uh, look at Sam. And, you know lean towards like and shrug my shoulders and then head back to the uh, think of heading back to the end okay i think we might want to go a little past the inn <clears throat> see if we can figure out what the, where this tale is about and then i'll kind of like describe whoever it is that's tracking us okay Finally. All right. Well then, uh, if he takes the lead, then I'll follow his lead. 
and uh, look around like I don't know where I am. Okay. Are you guys clearly together? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, Maybe I'll just look lost. I mean, you're 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 two white guys, so yeah, true, true. <laughs> two random white guys just showed up in town and don't know each other. Very yeah. strange. I thought all white people knew each other. They all look the same. Yeah. All right. So as you come in uh, up the street, it gets you know definitely it gets a little less crowded as you get away from the market area. Um. Still bitterly cold. Uh, nobody's really lingering on the streets too much once they get away from like the you know the bonfires and whatnot. And you see the inn up ahead with its you know lanterns um, up, although it's still probably pretty midday. Um, and so you keep going past the inn. Why don't I drop Sam? you off at the inn and I'll just kind of hang out like I'm going to have a smoke or something outside the place. And see what the see what our tail does. Okay. All right. I will I will dip back in. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sam, as you kind of like linger for a smoke, you your tail sort of like steps into a doorway. Okay. Can I use the opportunity when they if they break line of sight to get closer to them and try to break line of sight again? Wait. What now? So when they step into a doorway, do they still see me? Uh, they could probably like peek out and see you, but uh, otherwise, your the vision is kind of blocked too. I'm just gonna start yeah. walking towards them, like quickly, aggressively, or like sauntering, yeah. like you're going somewhere else, just in that direction. Nonchalant, yeah. Like I forgot to I forgot to bring the groceries or something. Okay. So as you kind of come up to that doorway, you can see that uh, it is. Uh, Chinese kid, maybe, maybe about like, you know, 12 or 13, kind of like very, very nonchalantly, like, you know, looking, taking a great deal of interest in the door as you walk past. All right. Yeah, I'm not going to kill a kid, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm just uh, noted, and then uh, it's gonna go just pass by just a little bit, and then sort of stand there looking around, and then I'm just gonna look square at him. You know, kind of do the move along, take uh, off, take a hike, gesturally. He kind of says something to you in Mandarin. Do you speak Mandarin? Nope. I'm just gonna. <laughs> Go. Kind of like heads off, but you know, a little, a little slow and reluctantly, but heads off. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. And then before going around the corner, turns around and says something like, uh, you know, uh, big yank airplane, and kind of like you know, does like an airplane motion with his hands, and then turns around and disappears around the corner. Uh, okay, I'll convey that to folks when I get back inside the hotel. Okay. This, I mean, it might be part of Nat's gang, right? Like, I don't know. 
I don't know either. Could be. I can't keep track of them. You never know. You got kids all over. Big Yank Airplane. Uh, I think we're going to... We may need to prepare to have not keeping the airplane. I know everybody, I mean, I know the airplane is awesome, but at some point we may need to make sure that we have, we don't have all our resources left in it. That we could survive either with or without the airplane. Take some of our things with us. We leave some of our things. But nothing we can't live without. Um, so what time of day is it now? Uh, I'd say probably spend an hour out poking around. So it's probably around two thirty or three. Um, that's just snoring away. Yeah. Sam, do you come back and you say the big Yank airplane thing to me? Yep. Okay. I kind of want to go back out and ask the kid what's up. And uh, give him a coin. Well, I just chased him off, so I don't think he's, good. he's around, but he might be somewhere close by. We're bound to pick up another yeah. one to go back out. Yeah. I, uh, I might say let's go back out and see if we see the kid. See if he's waiting for us. So, just to be clear, I have a knife and a pistol on my person. Stashed away. Yeah, since it's... I think I have my pistol, but that's it. Yeah. I could keep that under a jacket. And pretty well concealed. It'll take me a minute to get it. Okay. Um, yeah, let's go back out and see if we pick up the kid again. All right. So you come back out through the inn. Um, and, you know, it seems like, you know, now it's like kind of like the the quiet time between the morning or lunchtime rush and the evening rush. Um, and come back outside on the street and there's people walking around, but uh, you don't see any kid. Well, we're kind of kind of stuck without um, resources to negotiate with anybody local. Well, do you want to fast forward to this evening? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe we'll rest up. And uh, fast forward through it. I mean, you know, you you all slept on the plane, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't great sleep. All right, yeah. On a plane with a single giant propeller. Yeah. 
It's like a little kid falling asleep on a car ride. It'd be great. <laughs> the vibrations make it better. Also, an uninsulated plane. Ah. Okay. And the humming. Yes. And the occasional bang. That, you know, <laughs> is most, assur- most assuredly not engine trouble. Don't want you to go back to bed. You're fine. <laughs> it's supposed to do that. <laughs> All right. So evening rolls around and uh, uh, Cluster, you kind of like, you know, awaken from a dream that involves, you know, I don't know. Utah? I have no idea. <laughs> Probably not Utah. I I I immediately go looking for something to clean the taste out of my mouth. A toothbrush would be wonderful. Some kind of snake some kind of snake whiskey probably work just as well. Yeah. All right, so it's probably around um, evening, starting to get dark outside, and as you come downstairs, uh, the innkeeper comes up to your cluster and lets you know that they had got a message for you from Timor. Ah, oh, I'll thank him, and uh, yeah, and the message basically is Timor. Uh, telling you that you you must you must come to his house for dinner. His wife she will cook such great food. Ah, I, see. I will tell him. Uh, I'll pass on that. Like we went out, we picked up a tail real quick. Tail said in English, "Big Yank airplane." Are you telling the innkeeper this? No, no. Sorry, I was. I wanted to be clear that I told Nat this. Oh, Nat, we got, got it. it got yeah. It. Yep, Got Cluster. It. Cluster has been briefed from the afternoon before we head down to the. Well, you're telling Cluster, but but tell Cluster's had his snake whiskey. You're not getting much back. Right. Um. <laughs> don't yeah, talk to don't... me before my snake whiskey. Yeah. They they don't they don't. This isn't coffee country. This is tea country, which never had the had the kick. But the whiskey's good. Um. Picking careful. Was it the kid from the boat? Don't know. Come on, guys. You're going to be in the country. You're going to have to learn to tell the difference between kids. I don't remember the kid from the boat. Do I? Yeah. The boatman and the kid, the boatman's kid are the ones that pulled us into shore the first night. Remember? Yeah, that was actually, that was a different older kid. Was, okay. Yeah, but they don't know that. Yeah. And accusing them of like subtle racism while I'm drinking my whiskey might just buy me enough time to enjoy it. Yeah. And, and then we have to go to Timor's house. Um, also, I don't know if Timor is still married to the same woman, but his last wife didn't like me too much. I'm sure you guys will be fine. You'll be fine. And he could have, this could be a different wife. I don't know. It's been a while. We'll see. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just use this as an excuse to look more nervous <laughs> you're a priest what do you just i mean i mean you're a priest just be a priest you'll be fine what can she do she can't she can't poison me in front of a priest know that <laughs> yeah i 
All right. So you all head over to uh, Timor's house, which is a fairly big, nice uh, house uh, with an enclosed courtyard. And as you come in, you know, he comes down the steps and says, ah, good to see you. Timor! Another hug like you haven't seen you in, in months. Yep. The, the Russian cheek kiss. Yes. And also get you other two also get a big, like hearty, like, you know, handshake slash backslap. Yeah. And, and I act like the, the backslap like pushes me forward. Yes. But I'm surprised yes. that the Russian would slap the shit out of my back. Yes. But she's back. Like, you, of course the Russian would slap. Yeah. You don't have to pretend that hard. No. Okay, and so he gets you, hustles you in out of the cold and sets you down at the big long table and begins immediately like pouring you some spirits to you know warm you up. To civilize us. Yes. And sits down and then, you know, a couple of kids and then Timur's wife kind of, she comes out and uh, doesn't really talk to anybody. She is... Uh, puts out like some you know, like things for you guys to munch on while you know dinner is cooking, and definitely gives you a bit of a cold shoulder. Uh, I'll flatter her in English anyway. Ah, Alanya, it's been too long. You are still as beautiful as the day is long. <laughs> Walks off. Timor finds this incredibly hilarious and laughs. Um, I believe, believe she's warming up to me. Uh, lean into yeah. as southern a draw as I can for what little I say. <laughs> but it's going to be a thank you, ma'am. Real appreciated kind of thing. And just let yes, I will. Thing. I will answer politely and you know, you know, God bless. And... Okay. Didn't you guys speak Russian? Nope. All right. All I know is it's going to make Timor and his wife fighting a lot funnier to us. Yes. So, um, drinking, discussion, uh, talking shop, anything you want to talk to Timor about as you all sit around and, you know, he is being the, uh, the generous host. I'd like to find out uh, for myself that I'm going to show how I've been drawn this kind of rough map of where we are and, and just, you know, real loose, like mm-hmm. simple, you know, <laughs> big desert with a dot in the middle. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Real rudimentary. But I'm going to tell them that I heard there was these really interesting ruins, you know, and um, over at Dotong. And uh, can we, you know, where would that be? And like, you know, what would that you know, I'm just trying to get a sense of a map to it because we don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I said, oh, you're you're going to go. You're going to head down to the the Chian Fun Dong. You know, he mangles it. Um, uh, yes. The, and he kind of like just says, points to the East Road and kind of like says, go. And then, you know, when you see the the first stone and the side road, you head down and uh, you'll see the river ahead. Um. Uh, why do you want to go there? It's just old statues and uh, really uh, unpleasant cold caves. 
see if we can find our our friend. The oh yes, yes, the the man you're looking for, the the red-haired man. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Um, is is I of course uh um this place I has nothing but bad memories for me though. So uh excuse me if I do not accompany you but uh uh, uh he proceeds to kind of tell you the story about how when his unit was you know withdrew after fighting the reds uh here they were basically captured by the Chinese government and were sent to live in the caves for like six months back in the winter of 22. Um, keep him talking. Okay. Well, he yeah. loves to talk. He loves to tell stories. Um, and he loves to laugh at his own jokes too. So yeah. So as he's telling you about it, um, yeah, it was, Russian soldiers were housed down in these caves that, uh, you know, you know, the, the thousand Buddhas basically. And, and, you know, it's basically a cliff case that, um, Buddhists over the centuries have built temples to Buddha, uh, by carving them into the soft sandstone. And, um, Actually, yeah, and so, uh, and basically he goes to tell you that, you know, nobody's there now, though these Western archaeologists all came back uh, before the war and, uh, you know, carted away uh, all kinds of, you know, old books and scrolls and uh, things. Uh, and the Chinese government got real sore about it. Uh, banned all all Western archaeologists after that. So it's just been down there empty, and there's just one old priest, I think, that uh, oversees the place. You know the name of the old priest? Uh, and he kind of like you know says something to his wife, and then she yells something back, and he turns around. And he says, uh, "Wang Yuan Lu." Yes. He's been there decades. Um, and I'll act. I'll go. I'll. I'll sort of nervously ask. Uh, do, do we need to worry about the roads? Like I've been told stories of wandering warlords of China forever. Need to worry about the roads to get there? Ah, I don't think so. I mean, you know, there's idiots, of course. There's idiots everywhere, but uh, the warlords are all pretty much uh, their day is past. I think. Um, I think the world is coming to China, and it's uh, going to change. And then he kind of like mutters something about, you know, uh, that bastard Stalin. Um, and then uh, pours another drink. <laughs>
and hands it to you and then pours himself another drink. I'll hold on to it awkwardly. Like, love to have a drink. No. I'll gently slip it out of JJ's hands and yeah. Now I have a drink. Aha. Aha. Saved you, father. Took a bullet. Dove on that grenade. All right. Anything else you want to try to ask about? Is it better to use a car or camels? Have you ridden one of the camels? Uh, yeah. Camels are ornery, but they carry more guns. They carry. They're 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 a steadier ride. The horses I find too skittish, and small. My my penis, you know, scrapes the ground when I ride one of these tiny ponies. Not like good Russian horses. But watch out for the camels. Oh, they they spit. Uh, are the I, I I act like camels are really weird and uh, wouldn't it would horses work? <laughs> could we maybe not have yeah. to ride? Sure, I mean you know the Chan Fudong is you know not too far away. You get there in a day. I don't see why it matters one way or the other. It's not like you're going you know all the way to India or something. How long is it to India from here? Well, uh, you pretty much have to go to Afghanistan and then turn south. Uh, yeah, I look like I've swallowed a frog. Yeah. I don't want to, I hadn't considered the logistics of that, but yeah. let's not try. <laughs> well, if I, I, I'll try and make a, a joke that goes on for too many sentences about how, if I could drink, I would toast to being far away from the Japanese. <laughs> okay. Anyone else doing anything as uh, the, the priest tells us, or the, the pseudo priest tells his uh, long-winded toast, not toast? Yeah. I'm going to try pour my drink into a potted plant if there's one around. <laughs> um, no, probably no potted plants, but um, you pour one in, there's the, you know, the clusters there. Basically <laughs> a potted plant. <laughs> I, got, I got you. That'll work. So, okay. So are there maps of the area that we could... Oh yeah, yeah. There's maps, uh, and he kind of gets up and he goes over and pulls out from like an overstuffed kind of like table slash desk area in the corner of the next room, and then he comes back and puts down like uh, a pretty good like you know British survey map. Ah, oh. thorough folk aren't. Um, and I will look at that map and could we ask if we could get a copy of it? Uh, 
Like like a Xerox yeah. or like like to or if there if there are any others in town that you might be able to get a hold of. Um probably not. Um I mean probably from like the government uh office, yeah. but they probably wouldn't give it to you. They probably wouldn't get to anyone, but especially not to like, you know, foreign dog. Foreign dogs. Well, um, can anyone draw? <laughs> can you? I think I, Sam was Sam was already working on a map, so he can use this yeah. map as reference. I'll. Um, I can. I can. I can sketch that, what matters out of it. It's fine. Okay. And uh, is it in Mandarin or is it in English? It's in English. It's a British map. Oh, excellent! Yeah. Um, and then at a certain point, cluster, you really need to go urinate. Uh, I will excuse myself and go to the privy. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So you're kind of out there, you're, you know, standing there, you know, peeing for a very long time, leaning up against, uh, something. And a priceless statue. Well, no, as you kind of, like, turn around and as you're, like, you know, buttoning your fly, you realize that it was, like, uh, numerous crates of machine guns. Like, about six crates. Oh, yeah. All stacked out there and kind of, like, you know, discreetly in the back area of the courtyard. What kind of machine guns? These, like, are these, like, you know, 40-year-old surplus? Uh, no, these look pretty, pretty new. Um, and insert name of Russian machine gun. Okay. I'll I'll have to make a note to conduct some business after this meeting. Mm. Bet the Chinese okay. be interested in those back east. <laughs> Seem to have fallen off a truck somewhere near the mm-hmm. Russian border. Um and as you're coming back in, cluster, um, Timur is, you know, talking with the priest and is saying something about, you know, uh, well, if you're really worried about, you know, getting lost, uh, uh, right, Timur, I will, I will take care of you, uh, and I will provide you a guide. I, I have a friend. He is, he is good. He works very cheap and, uh, he's very knowledgeable, uh, of the area. Um, I'll look haplessly at Cluster. Oh, it's not me. He's talking about another guy. No, and and I'll I'll sort of be like, uh, okay, yes, yes, that would help. So you're you're going you're going uh tomorrow? Um I think, yeah. I'm, I think. I will I'll I tell my friend to come by the end in the morning. Uh at around dawn. Okay. You will Thank like you. him. He he's a good man. I I'm I'm sorry, but and I don't want to presume, but is is it possible he speaks English? Oh, he speaks many languages. He's, he's, 
he has a giant brain. He's he's very boring to talk to sometimes once he gets going. But uh, yeah, he <laughs> uh, he speaks English. He speaks Mandarin. He speaks Tibetan. He speaks French. Uh, I don't know. I I don't even know everything he speaks. But okay, well, there we go. Okay, and dinner is served, and it is you know hearty russiany you know the soul food or whatever the equipment would be i i I feel like we shouldn't have accepted the guide but i don't think we would be able to not accept the guide i mean or you could take your chances rejecting timor's hospitality yeah which seems like a poor life choice <laughs> a career limiting move in intelligence like nah 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 okay um yeah and then for the rest of it try to like figure out if we are a idle curiosity or if we're gonna try and kill us Uh, I feel like there would be a scene where it's I like I lost everyone. Timor, or, you know, having drunk quite a bit, kind of like slurring his words a little bit, you know, pulls a revolver out and kind of like points it at you and and kind of like begins um, interrogating you as to why you're not drinking. Why you think you're too good for Timor's vodka. Oh, it's my uh, uh, <laughs> my god. Uh, and then I'll start praying. And but anyway, um, anything else you guys want to accomplish with your evening with Timor? He is in his Timor-y kind of way. Will probably ask you all some like you know sort of um, sideways type questions, trying to th- figure out exactly what is so important about this guy, but, uh, he's not going to press it. Yeah. I'll just, um, um, uh, without, without, um, uh, without saying exactly why I'll say something about churches or, or dependent on donations. And then I'll, then I'll look like, uh, I've betrayed an oath or something. Okay. The moral struggle for me. I don't want to be doing this, but I have to. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to have a lever. And he'll assume that my lever is money. Why that? Yes. All right. So at the end of the evening, um, you all head back home to the inn. Yes. Uh, and looking for the kid. Uh, looking for the kid. As you come outside, you see the kid, and as soon as the kid sees you, they run off down the street. I'll, uh, or, or, uh and I'll say, I'll say, wait. The kid doesn't wait. It doesn't wait. Oh, well. Yep. 
I'll have a coin ready in a pocket next time I see him. Okay. Um, we should, uh, we should prepare, we should get what we're, what we're going to get from the plane tonight. What do you get from the plane? Um, since we came with just what fit on our backs, like some of the more, some of the gear, like climbing gear and things like that. And some of our outdoor gear and our camping gear. We're going to be out there for a bit. You have no idea what's there. You can also visit the plane in the morning on your way. Okay. True. Oh, yeah. It's not like we're, the guide doesn't know. Okay, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Yeah, we'll just do that in the morning. Okay. So you all head back to the inn and do anything for, before morning? Or just turn in. Um, brief, uh, Poppy. What do you tell Poppy? Most of the the con that we've got a guide that we the the name of the priest that we're going down south in the next day and sleep because tomorrow we'll ride. So is Poppy going to stay here at the inn, or is Poppy going to stay back at the airplane? Uh, I think Poppy should come along. A nurse isn't the worst, like, bet. Okay. Yeah. If you wanted adventure. That's right. Gonna, this is a big heaping helping of adventure we're about to have. All right. So y'all get a good night's sleep. And... In strange, you know, short beds. And dawn comes. And it's a new morning. There's frost out in the air. They probably, like, um, floor of the inn is quite cold as you get out of bed. But uh, there's a fire in every room. It starts to warm things up, basically, uh, like a the stove, and you can hear the clank of uh, you know breakfast crowd downstairs. Right. Well, let's have a civilized breakfast, uh, and then head out to meet our guide. I've got to act like tea is weird, but I actually <laughs> love it. <laughs> I wonder if this was like a special class at the British intelligence. Certainly. Oh, yeah. Not liking tea. Yeah. Just, I mean, tea's kind of actually back when we had sources of stability, tea, <laughs> source of stability. Oh, yeah. But now oh, I have yeah. to pretend like this isn't like some of the best tea when I've ever had. In the service of the king, you'll be asked to do certain things <laughs> <laughs> you may not agree with. <laughs> oh, how's my arm doing? Oh yeah. Um It is still sore, but it is doing better. Okay, good. I'm gonna I'll stretch it a little bit room, but I won't cut it out. Yeah. Alright. So after a hearty breakfast of, you know, 
breakfast meats and porridge, rice porridge, and tea. Uh, you all feel like you're ready to hit the day? Um. As you step out of the uh, the inn, um. I guess JJ, you you bought? Did you buy your horse, or did you just rent the horse the other day? I I, I rented the horse the first time, and then I bought it after the after the first ride. Okay. I so picked that, I, yes. but I picked that horse. <laughs> I I picked the best horse out of the group, and 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 have now fallen in love with that horse, and that is my horse. God damn it. Okay. I'm already like planning who like I'm looking for which the second horse. It's not related to it that I can get a breed. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, I, and I'll I'll suggest that horse to Sam. Yeah, you've got um Well anyway, so I guess as you're basically wrapping up before you step outside quite yet, um a another westerner comes in and is kind of looking around and he sees you at your table and he comes up and um, kind of, you know, gives a little wave and introduces himself as uh, Demian Ilarovich uh, Babanin. Babanin. Ah, well, um, formally, you know, shake his hand and all of that. And- okay. As you go up and you shake his hand, uh, you can see that he is, um, he's blonde and he has like strikingly blue eyes. But as you go to, to shake his hand, you see that his left hand seems to be maimed. Uh, and he kind of like keeps it half into like his coat pocket. And so, yes, he introduces himself and says that he understands that, uh, you are friends of, uh, Timor and are... You know, looking for a guide to the uh, the Thousand Buddhas Caves. Indeed. Are. Yes. Thank you. And uh, he would be happy to serve in that capacity. Uh, I'll uh, look over to Nat and, and let him negotiate. Or is this something that Timor is providing? Uh, he, I was under the impression Timor was providing, but I don't. I don't think we would be so uncivilized as to discuss business at breakfast. But <laughs> short, shortly yes. thereafter. Um. But I want to vet the guy. Like, oh, how long have you known Timor? Do you work for him? Uh, he, he takes care of all the, uh, uh, here. Uh, so I've known him maybe oh, about f- three or four years since I arrived here from Siberia. Got it. How did you come to, uh, how do you come to be the local guide to Timor's? You come highly recommended. Seems, seems odd that you would have only been here a few years and yet you're the guy to lead us around. Um, he, he kind of like, you know, kind of shrugs and then gives you, you know, basically 
a bit of a CV um, about being like, you know, uh, uh, degree in, you know, languages and history in mm. St. Petersburg. Um, and, you know, uh, he seems to be very well educated and, uh, but he really, you know, kind of like, you know, shrugs and basically says that, um, the people here have really very little interest in, you know, the old things, uh, this, this part of the world, everything is old. And so it has no value. Uh, but the, uh, the, the caves are quite fascinating and, uh, um, and I have a pretty good relationship with uh, the old priest, so uh, I think he, I can convince him to uh, talk with That's him. That's all. all I needed. Yeah. I'm going to uh, explain how um, there, uh, there are many paths to God. Uh, I'm not so close-minded as some of my compatriots. I, I'm perfectly willing to tolerate, you know, some hellspawn and, uh, what you call it, bar barbaric devil worshiping tribes. Yeah, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll I'll say I'm oh. I'm not nearly as much of a bigot oh. as my peers. I'll no. I'll lean no. over and whisper. Yeah. You are undercover as a Catholic. If you could dial it up just a little, if you could be just a little less tolerant. <laughs> I'm not a Catholic. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a, a oh, Presbyterian. Oh, got Ang Anglican? No, oh, the Americans American, right. care. Hey. Yeah, I'm a... Yeah. Banana God, cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we don't... <laughs> the Presbyterians are like the radical Democrats of, of the Reformation. They're, they're led by little councils of councils. They they can't agree on anything, <laughs> except that the, the Catholics are all going to burn in hell. Yes. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Well, we'll just collect some supplies, and and uh, we'll, I guess first we'll need horses. Uh, well, he offers to introduce you to uh, a. Uh, an outfitter who can probably help out. Uh, he's, you know, you're the man by the name of Mihan, who he assures you uh, is reasonably honest. Reasonably honest. <laughs> and and uh, I'll I'll make a joke, thinking myself quite clever. The, uh, a reasonably honest the horse seller. And then you know, gesture for him to lead on. Okay. So you all head out together as a group? I think so. Yeah. Or, or should we try and be, I mean, should we try and bother being subtle? I don't think subtle works when you're, when oh. you're the only white guys in the hood. Yeah, I know. Kind of. I just think being uh, compliant and non-aggressive is the way to go. Yeah. Okay. As you all step out, uh, Sam, you notice the kid sort of like um, in a doorway a couple doors down. And when 
he sees you all coming out. He kind of like gets up and is like blowing in his hands and heads off down the street. Okay. And you guys um, are going the other way to the uh, the horse horse market. I'm gonna uh, tell Sam at some point to like, you know, get a, get a, a like a, a silver dollar and uh, flick that to the kid if he gets the chance. Well, you speak Mandarin. You could actually talk to him. Yeah, but I'm not going to be able to get close enough to. If I get the chance, I will. But I'll give him another silver. <laughs> So you're asking me to run him down? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, no. Just next time. Sometime we're going to see him. We're going to get close enough to, like, pitch him a coin. Yeah, that's fair. If we see him. If I get a chance. I totally will. I've got coins of my own, though. You don't need to give me a coin. <clears throat> okay. But, well, yeah, I just would be good if somebody who could speak Mandarin could talk to him. Yeah, I would like that. All right. So, uh, Demian leads you into the market and up to, um, an area where there is, uh, a number of horses and, but mostly camels. And, um, he introduces you to Mihan, who is a somewhat, you know, chunky middle-aged man, uh, with a black goatee and a white skull hat. And, uh, clearly, you know, Islamic and he, you know, greets you all and, you know, you know, shakes your hand heartily and, you know, as friends of, you know, Damien, you know, of course, you know, he wants to know how he can help you, my friends. And I'll, uh, I'll, 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 does he speak Mandarin? Is he speaking Mandarin or is he? Um, he probably was speaking with uh, um, our guide. Yeah, started speaking with your guide, who was then doing a translation job. Um, he may speak uh, some Mandarin. Okay, I think his probably his main language is like you know Turk, Turkmenistan, or whatever that is. Mm. Turkic, whole family. Yeah. So I'll I'll say like a, a a horse and a spare for all of us. You say a horse and a spare for everybody? Oh yeah. A horse for each of us and a spare or two horses for everyone? Two horses. A horse a, a horses. Uh, uh, yeah, one for pack, Got one it. for us. Okay. And you are uh, four people plus one. Yeah. Four people so, plus a guide. So five. So it's ten horses. Total nine. Minus you already have minus, one. I already have one. So, and I'm going to, um, I'm going to pick out the best. Uh, I'm, I'm going to cut into this guy's herd. Okay. <laughs> he may not. Yeah. He may be, have a hard time getting like nine horses for you. Like yeah, at the drop of a hat, he'll, he'll probably try to sell you on a couple camels instead or, you know, you know, oh, you know. Okay. Camels, they're better. You know, they, they, they have better endurance. They carry more. All right. Well, maybe a couple of camels and five, and five horses. Four, okay. four more. Okay. Yeah. All right. So four horses camels. and five camels. 
do we need a full set of? We could probably two camels could probably carry most of what we need. Probably they can carry a lot. Yeah, like a couple of camels and four more horses. Okay. All right, then the deal is struck, and tea is served, and horses and camels are prepped. And um, meanwhile, uh, Damien is going to ask you, how long do you want to be out at the uh, um, at the valley? Like, is it just a day trip, or you, you seem like with the you're thinking well, it it could be a, it could be a couple of days. Um, in order to find our guy, I have no idea. Might be there, or if he might be further on or not. Okay. I do not know. So I'd like to be prepared for a week or two. Got it. So this is the place to get provisions as well. So um, all of that can be arranged. Yeah. And in surprisingly short order, you guys are ready to leave through the, the south gate and head off back toward the airplane to pick up your airplane supplies. Now, here is where we do actually want to lose a trail. You want them to lead us out the wrong gate? Yeah. Well, or head south and then continue straight south when we're going to break east when we get away from the city. Well, the plane is due south on the lake. Okay. okay. You could leave from the lake and go east or southeast or, you know, keep going yeah. south. Well, let's, uh, let's try and not lead them straight to the plane. Um, we're going to leave a trail. Oh, yeah. We're going to lead him straight. Plane is plane. not far. Yeah. Why don't I draw <sighs> back and basically watch and cover our flank? Yeah. Okay. Fair. And if the, if the guide asks, you know, oh, he just, Sam just does things. I don't know why. <laughs> He'll he just like he just likes caravans, is all. <laughs> okay. So as you head out and head down toward the lake, um, you can see up ahead as you go over that the plane is still anchored out in the, you know, kind of out there. Um, you can see on the short, it looks like that people have been out here. Okay. But it's still yes. pretty early, and it's pretty deserted at the moment. Well, there's footprints and but um, stuff. People have been watching the big American airplanes. Yes. And the boat's still there, but it looks like it's been moved. Uh-oh. Well, he's got work to do, I'm sure. Um... Uh, well, we we better go find out what's been going on. All right. Well, head out to the boat, and you'll you know talk to Adesh and George. You'll find out that yeah, there are people out there, um, and they even came out to look at the boat up close and or the plane up close, and George kind of scared him off because mm. he's large and intimidating. Yeah. Oh, and George can fly. Hmm. Yeah, totally. 
So maybe leaving George the plane isn't a bad idea. I don't know if a Desh can fly or not, but. The Desh can like occasionally take over the controls, but I don't think you've given a Desh like authority to fly the plane. (laughs) He could be a very gifted pilot and I've only ever slapped the controls out of his hand. No. Yeah, pretty much. Well, um, maybe we uh, give them the the authorization to, if they need, take the plane up, bug out, rather than... Um, We have not made provisions for refueling. We should refuel the plane out of the emergency supply, uh, which will make it lighter easy able to fly further but um we we should see if we can't get timor i don't know how we get a note back to timor at this point um but we should see if we can get him to make some uh arrangements for you know avgas or diesel or whatever the hell these planes flew on you i don't know well how about do you want to run back solo and we will load the pack animals uh yeah yeah. I feel like uh, Cluster's relationship with Adesh is sort of like um, Deadpool's with <laughs> I could only hope for such a pure and beautiful relationship with my mechanic. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Cluster, you head back to town to talk to, um, Timor. You know, uh, Timor about, what was that again? You wanted fuel. to arrange fuel? To reprovision the plane. Here? In fact, you could just leave the empty yeah. barrels. Like, we've got all these barrels we're using yeah. to fill the plane, we might as well... Might as well have them just refill the barrels and call it a day. Can you imagine Um, how much of a pain in the ass it would be to refill like 800 gallons worth of fuel tank with a hand pump? Oh, God. Ugh. And yet, what they do. Somebody should engineer something better as a system for this shit. All right, so I don't think your tank is probably fully empty. So you're going to have you're going to use some of your barrels, yep. but not all of the barrels. But you're able to top off the tank. Um, and this is all happening, I guess, after you while you're off, you know, heading back to town and talking with uh, Timor. He's going to tell you that there's there's no airplane fuel here, but he might be able to arrange for some. Uh, he knows some people, okay. but it's uh, at least two weeks. <laughs> well, ain't this place yeah. geographical oddity? <laughs> <laughs> and he gives you quotes you a price that is a little astronomical, but 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 in line with my previous dealings with Timor. Uh, you you get the feeling that yeah, like. Getting airplane fuel out here, sans an airplane, uh, is means it's going to probably have Cyrillic markings I'm on fine the barrel. With that. 
But if I don't yeah. haggle, yeah. he won't. He'll think I don't respect him. So I, I will, of course, haggle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not like the Russians are involved in the war. No. Why would they? They've be? got plenty. Of stuff. Yeah. They're just watching the world burn and money, or making communism, whatever. Making knockoffs of German motorcycles. So, I'm going to pack things up without... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 sorry. Back oh, to sorry, just really cluster. quickly. Uh, 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 when, did, when did Germany rickroll Russia and start rolling into their towns and setting houses on fire? Uh, after the Winter War. Was it 41? The Winter War was 1939. Hey, how did the Winter War go first to the Soviets? I'm sure things were fine. Hmm? Yeah. The Finns didn't kick their ass and what? kill a million Russians? What? <laughs> what? 20 to 1 death ratio? You sound crazy right now. What? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it's the Soviets. They, weren't, they weren't secretly armed by Germans and then openly armed and then like the Russians bled out. Flared an armistice. None? None of that? Not familiar? Not not ringing a bell. I'm sorry. Uh, so, but no, they attack in 1941. Okay, yeah. After Vichy, <laughs> France, but but the end of the Battle of Britain. Like the Battle of Britain is in full swing right now, and will be gone till the Isle falls. Right. Uh, America was. End of 1940? 1941. It was the end of 41. Because... Got it. Yeah. It, because Roosevelt. And, yeah. Yeah, because it was the attack of Pearl Harbor is what triggered it, and that was 41. December 7th, 41. Day that will live in infamy. Hmm. But they'd have to be morons to attack America. Yeah. Who would do what that? kind of idiot? Attack America. Now you sound really crazy. That, that does That's not even possible. Yeah. We got like oceans on both sides of us. That's why we don't have to get involved in any world wars. <laughs> Because we're not yeah, part of the, the world. two we're best American. friends the country's ever had. Yeah. The Atlantic and the Pacific. Yeah, country yeah. and western. All we have to worry about is Canada. And we got them covered. So, yeah. Um, well, we'll load some. Uh, All right. So, sometime later, uh, Cluster returns. Plane is, I guess, fueled up. Barrels are on the shore. And uh, we'll just say, like, don't let them take the plane. If anybody shows up, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dash is not going to let them take the plane. And I will make sure, among the things that I'm taking with us is a radio. And I will tune the radio to a radio, uh, 
uh, radio for us and you know we'll we'll turn it on check in with them at every like 12 okay. hours or so yeah. okay so you basically mount a radio on a camel and what time every 12 hours um dawn and dusk noon and yeah midnight. i was just thinking dawn and dusk or yeah let's do dawn and dusk because it's pretty easy to agree that dawn and dusk can, is can our call sign be k-a-m-l uh, uh. all right and so you all head off through the desert, past the dunes, following more or less the ancient road, the Silk Road. Um, and it probably takes you a better part of the day to get there. Um, it's Like I said, it's about 15 miles. I don't know what the land speed of a unladen camel is. but Yeah, or a laden camel. Yeah. So... Um, but I'll figure that probably takes you um, about five hours. Okay. And as you come up, you see ahead of you uh, where the big curve of the river has uh, uh, carved a deep channel in the sandstone. And it, down in there... Um, Trees and brush grow, uh, sort of like below the eye level of the, of the desert. Um, and the winds are kind of whipping around up here, but as you kind of descend down into the valley, uh, it's cold, it's cool, but uh, the wind, you're protected from the wind, which is good. Mm. And... Uh, see just going to throw some pictures into the slack channel oh yeah there's one All right, there's a couple. Ooh. That's fertile yeah. valley. Lush. Ooh. Fancy temple. Fancy carved temple. And that's a really cool the temple. The temple looks new, but I yeah. don't know if new is like 300 yeah. years or like 30 years, right? Like. Yeah, I think the temple is actually newer. I've got some older photos that are from that era. Here, one. 
There you go. I'm just throwing up all the images at once. Cool. All oh, right. wow. Um, oh, crap. That's right. Um, okay. Um, as you come into, uh, like, into view of the valley and you're about to descend down into there. So you kind of have, like, that view in, like, that first image. Um, I need Reggie to give me a... Um, a flat roll that is um uh i'll say it's a d8 and tell me if you get a one three okay so you reggie as you're kind of writing into the you kind of get this weird kind of like unsavory feeling like really just very unpleasant and it sort of nags at you for a moment until all of a sudden it hits you that you've seen this valley before. You saw it uh, in a flash after you touched the mirror in Peru and you were having a whole sequence of visions. And one of them was of this red valley in, a, in the middle of a wasteland. Ugh. But you hold it together and you, you don't fall off your horse. Um, but it is definitely kind of very unsettling. A presence I've yeah. felt since. Wow. Okay. I I hold it together, and uh, and uh, kick it into a little bit higher gear. We are we are on point now. We're into where the. What are, I'm, I'm trying to think of a made-up word for monsters live. Monstrarium. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, yeah. So I'm going to open and I'm going to look at it and try and recall that vision. Okay. Um, I mean, it was mixed with like some very apocalyptic type images. It was very disturbing. The whole thing. Yeah. The, the, the mountain of fire and the train in Africa and, uh, the cult of the bloody tongue kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. This, there's some mojo here. So as you're riding down into the valley, you know, there's like, basically a line of trees on the one side between you and the rock face. And you can see that there's just, yeah, hundreds and hundreds of like caves carved into this. Some of them natural, some of them clearly man-made. And then up ahead, you can see that there is a giant Buddha carved into the, the rock face, like probably about three stories tall. And you can also, it looks like there is, um, so like a cleared area up there, like, uh, uh, with like stones, it looks like there might have been some buildings there or something like that at one point. 
and uh, Demion kind of pulls his horse ahead a little bit and begins calling out something um, in Mandarin. Um, basically, like, you know, calling out, like, you know, hello, you know. And as you get closer, you see that a man kind of in a heavy coat, but with like monk robes sticking out below, like an old man, like probably in his 80s, comes out of a small square door near the foot of the Buddha, the large Buddha, and uh, comes out and kind of like does like a prayer thing. And uh, Damian kind of like returns it and then begins talking to him and gesturing at you all as you all ride up with your camels. Um, and the old man, the old priest, Gives you kind of like a, a bright smile, you know, missing maybe like, you know, one tooth. Uh, but, you know, kind of also offers you guys breath blessings as you arrive. Oh. Yeah. And I accept that as a very warm interfaith gesture. Hmm. And uh, he... Basically, you know, bids you all to, you know, he, he basically points to like kind of like there's a fire pit area out front that has looks like he does his cooking and things like there. Um, or maybe maybe not cooking, but, you know, there's sort of a fire pit area <clears throat> and, uh, you know, just before you all sit down, um, you know, rest after your ride and. Uh, and he kind of goes off to like, you know. Uh, basically make you all some tea. And we, I, I immediately, you know, my instinct is to share our provisions with him. Okay. Yeah. Come up with a suitable, not one of our bribey gifts, but, you know, give him some good food. But probably not meat. <laughs> Chocolate. And and um, fruit. I'm sure we have some canned fruit he has never tried. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's happy to see you all. Uh, you don't know that he gets that many visitors up here. Um, but he also knows that, you know, part of, like, um, uh, Damien kind of, like, tells you, kind of to the side of you, he's like, that he's assured you all, him, that you're not here to damage or take anything from, you know, the, the temples. Uh, oh, but instead you were, you know, wealthy foreigners who maybe would be willing to, you know, help with the, his help him fund his, the restoration work he does here. Oh, okay. Down with that. All right. So you have some tea and you share some, uh, some things from your, you know, your supplies. And uh, what happens next? It's probably getting on toward late afternoon at this point. Um, Mid-afternoon, honestly. Five hours from an early start is pretty pretty, pretty much pretty close to midday. We need to figure out what languages we have in common with this priest. Oh, he speaks Mandarin, so you can talk to him. Oh, yay. Excellent. Uh, I'll, I'll haltingly get my Mandarin on the, you know, between Poppy and I, make sure that we can talk to this fellow and understand each other's accents. And, mm-hmm. and you know, laugh at our own incompetence. His, his obviously perfect speech. 
Okay. You do so. Okay. Now what? Well, is, here's the question. Is our guide going to stay with us? Yes. Probably, okay. Um, well, <laughs> he's not guiding I'll, you there. He's like, all right, you're on your own. See ya. See ya. Well, yeah, no, he's here. He's, he's here with you guys for the duration until you get back to Tunhang. We, uh, we might, um, ask if he, he, the priest would be willing to give us a, a basic introduction and tour to some of the locations and show us these caves. Not oh, yeah. now. But tomorrow, maybe. But if sure. it would, yeah. And then maybe ask him if it's okay. Should it, where he thinks it would be okay to sleep, if we should set up inside. I, we don't want to, you know, commit anything sacrilegious, mm. going into the wrong cave and setting up. A he shows you to a couple of the caves not too far from the Buddha, or like, you know, the main area, which is basically where his cell, he keeps his cell, um, that, you know, these caves were basically, um, have already been used as, like, living quarters and are kind of no longer in the best shape. Uh, you know, the paintings on the walls have flaked away and uh, any of the idols have been removed. So he assures you that that, you know, is the best place for you to probably uh, camp out. Well, we can uh, find a place for the horses. And is there, it's green here. There's, they, there's enough for the horses to eat. There's, there's stuff for the horses to eat. It's like I said, it's the middle of winter. So it's probably dry and brown rather than green. Um, and there's probably like a little bit of ice on the, the river. I'll but, I'll break the ice for the animals and see to them and load things into the cave. Okay, Sam, what are you doing? If it's all right with folks, I'd like that once we get the the horses settled uh, settled and everything and stuff deployed and camp set up, is I'd like to explore around and kind of just get the lay of the land and figure out. And I'm I'm still confident that potentially somebody's followed us. So try and see if I can spec anybody nearby or whatever else. Okay. Yeah, I think probably, Sam, from your perspective, tactically this sucks. Yeah. Because you're That's down low, right. so you can't see people approaching above. And then also there's just so many caves overlooking this area that, it, you know, if you were a sniper, you'd have a field day up here, up there. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Lester, what's up? I'm following Sam while he does this, and I'm telling him stories about all of the crimes I've committed in China <laughs> that he probably doesn't want to hear. Are they interesting oh, crimes, yeah. or are they like, you know... Some of them. You know, duty evasion. No, no. Well, you're, I mean... You're improperly, the uh, you know, discussing the, the elected officials of the Republic of China... Way which is not considered polite. Nah, nah. Smuggled fifteen hundred crates of fine scotch into this country. You know what? They taxed me for it. It's unbelievable. This country. They'll let you break the law as long as you pay to break the law. Where are you from? 
doesn't matter. It doesn't work like that, right? This is a different situation altogether from anything I've ever seen. Traxing illicit gains? That's robbery. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps uh, an- another cave will wind up being Sam's sniper nest. All right, so you get your camp set up. Do you get the place kind of scoped out? It seems pretty deserted, Sam. Um, and you know, there's like there's a lot of temples that are sort of like ground level or pretty low level, but then there's a whole bunch that you would have to get a a ladder up to. And you can see that there are some ladders around here, kind of like um, that clearly. Um, Wang Yuan Lu has used uh or maybe other people have used in the past and they're still sort of like just piled up here mm. um are there any ladders that look german industrial kind of um you i think you may have heard that yeah there was a number of archaeological teams here including one from germany That's not like the right out of the gate conversation to have. Yeah. In a day yeah, or but, two. But, the, but those teams, those you also know that was all like 25 years ago, um, up to maybe about 15 years ago. If anything's newer than 15 years ago, then probably it would have been uh, on the DL. Um. So, basically, yeah, basically before the 1911 revolution, um, it was a free, it was a feeding frenzy here of Western archaeologists. So, about what time are we mostly done? That didn't take you too long, I don't think. Um, uh, I'll, I'll ask if it's if it's. Uh, acceptable for us to simply explore and observe the caves and look at the artwork. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, but again, you know, be careful. Some of the the paintings, some of the art idols are very old, and you know, please don't Ooh. you know look, don't touch. touch, kind of thing. Yeah. And again, he he, you know, as you ask that, he also is kind of gives you kind of like is watching you a little suspiciously, um, despite uh, Damien's assurances that you're all are you know. Not grave robbers. Yeah. So I'm just thinking of what to do to kill time. And I'll walk around, kind of look bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Cluster will walk around looking bored for real. Uh, I am losing connection. I apologize. I keep dropping and reconnecting back to the game. Uh, no, I'm telling, uh, I'm, I'm telling Sam all kinds of stories it was my last status. Uh, I'll stick to that until the situation changes until he is so rude as okay. to tell me not to. All right. So, um, yeah, you see, there's a couple of photos, I think of interior caves or temples in the Slack channel. Um, they are some of them are very richly painted on the inside with uh, involved 
and very almost esoteric scenes mm. from a long time ago. Um, and uh, Damien can tell you that, you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these temples were carved, you know, um, over a thousand years ago, and uh, if not more. And basically, this was, you know, when this was a hub of the uh, Silk Road, um, travelers would come here to pay their respects for like a safe journey. And rich rich merchants would pay to have a new temple uh, idol carved to you know just make sure that they had a safe journey. Well, a little extra insurance. Yeah, not like there was a carving guild with a bunch of associated gangster clans sitting on the Silk Road. No, perish the thought. Um, I'm gonna go into like one cave and like poke around for a minute and come out like. I'm bored. Okay. I'm gonna specifically not study it intensely yet until we won this guy's trust. Mostly by making him think we're thinking we're after something else. Caves. Our missing friend. Mm-hmm. Right. Have you? Did you outright ask the fella if anybody had been here camping around or whatever that might match the description of your friend? Not yet. I was going to save that for the morning. Okay. Is yeah, but I mean, I, then I think I'll maybe I'll just act like I don't even have the patience for that. We we came looking for a man who we heard was. Here. came from city odd back towards ah um, so you, you we'll... describe you describe your friend to uh the priest yeah. yeah and he kind of like his he begins looking um a little upset and he complains to you about your friend your 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 terrible friend who was you know skulking around here you know uh, and was rude di- distri- <laughs> distri- disturbing things and he you know he chased him off with his staff and you know still he would come back um for weeks and weeks this went on uh about cause drove him to distraction uh apologize He, he may not be well. And then, if, like, if there's a universal sign for <laughs> drinking. Look, look, look. Okay, yeah, so. Um, but yeah, he hasn't seen your friend around, skulking around here. Um, or, you know, breaking into the caves in the middle of the night. Uh for for quite, for a little while months weeks yeah it's whatever timor said last time i forget um but it's probably i think about 2 months ago hmm. 
Well, in the morning, do you mind if we look for signs of where he might have been, have gone? Trying to find him. We will make sure he does not disturb you any further. Well, good. All right. Well, I'm going to go pray <laughs> now. And he kind of like stomps off. Yeah. Like, I do not like this conversation anymore. I'm going to go. <laughs> Serenity now. Serenity, <laughs> god damn it. So maybe we will, uh, uh, maybe we'll, we'll butter his bread. We'll bring him some food and give him some peaches and maybe prepare like a gift and uh, for his, his work. Say apologies for our friend and, and give that to him at breakfast. Okay. And then at some point, uh, if it's just me and Sam, me and Lester, I'll say we have to figure out maybe the best way to track where he went. See if he might be. I'll, I'll, I won't say that he used the cave and like teleported to some other place. I'll say maybe he's still hiding in the caves. <laughs> Here, go look for him with this flashlight and this opium pipe. No reason. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, maybe he was camping nearby. Or found something in a, you know, or found further areas within the cave where he's not been noticed by the priest. We can, we can do that in the morning. Mm-hmm. All right, so the sun sets, gets very dark outside, um, and you all basically have a cave that's like maybe like one story up or one ladder length up um, that you've got set up with your gear and everything else. And Call the plane. A fire to keep you warm outside the cave entrance. Cool. All right, so you set up the wireless and... Yeah. Have a quick chat with George or yep. Dash, whoever. Here we go. All right. You know, sweet dreams. Hey. <laughs> Don't let the Kempatai bite. Mm. All right. So you all just go to bed. Anybody keep watch? What's going on? Uh, I can keep watch first shift. Okay. And I'm going to stay. You know, I'm going to dress up as warm as I can, but try to stay back away from the, the line of sight of the fire, because that's the mm -hmm. next target, and see if I can spot anything on the edge line. All right. Being in the bottom uh, of, a, of a river valley makes me really nervous. Okay. Give me a roll, uh, Sam, for your keeping watch spotting type activity. And what I skill would that D6 be? Six or a D8. Uh, I'll say it's a, oh man, uh, it's so dark. I'll say it's a D6. Okay. It's tough. Yeah. I got a six. All right. Total or uh, before? No, uh, before. Raw. Okay. So you are out there and you, you sense Somebody's out there in the darkness. Like maybe it's the sound you heard. Maybe it's too quiet. 
the sound of the animals. Maybe the horses are starting to act up a little bit. You're not sure, but... Yep. You were positive there's somebody out there. All right, well, I'll stay vigilant, and and when if, if nothing comes up, I will pass that on to the next person who takes over. That there is... Who's the next person who takes over? Uh, I'll take second watch. Okay. So as you get up and go over, and Sam is kind of like, you know, changing of the guard, and Sam's going to hit his uh, bedroll and get some sleep. There is a sound. And Reggie, you feel a sharp pain just kind of like to the... just between like your, your neck and your left shoulder. Um, Alright, I'm going to look for it. I'm going to fall backwards. Uh... I'm gonna, or I'm gonna get back into the cave, mm -hmm. and I'm going to kick them awake and try and pull whatever dart thing hit me. So there's, as you're doing that, and you're pulling out what looks like a four-inch long dart with some sort of like feathers on the end. Um, you feel yourself losing consciousness. All right, I'm going to try and fall on them and be like, I've just been hit. I've been hit. Yes. Um, Try and fall onto them. Okay. Well, I think Sam has probably literally just got up from the fire, so uh, he is very aware of what's just happened. And I think we'll end it there for tonight. Da-da-da! Dun-dun-dun! <laughs>